Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Have you ever had one of those weekends where you just want to watch TV that's entertaining? No news, no documentaries, no dramas, just entertain me. Well, I did that this past weekend, and it was the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I've seen it a dozen times before. It's just funny. Yes, a romantic comedy, but still funny. And it inspired me to want to do a little fun take on it and do an episode, How to Lose a Job in 10 Days. Now, I'm assuming you probably don't want to lose your job in 10 days, so these would be things to avoid, especially in your first 10 days on the job. If you haven't seen the movie, here's a quick summary. It starts with an interesting bet between Andy, played by Kate Hudson, and her boss at a magazine company. Andy's offered the opportunity to write more substantial material for the publication, if she can successfully write an article about losing a guy in 10 days flat. On the other side of things, Ben, played by Matthew McConaughey, Ben's a successful advertising executive seeking to land this diamond merchant client or something, and he's competing with the other co-workers. They cut a deal and tell Ben that he can have the diamond client if he can make a woman of their choice fall in love with him in 10 days. The woman? Yeah, you guessed it. Andy, played by Kate Hudson. The movie's about their hilarious attempts to secretly work against one another to win their respective bets. But I'll stop there. I don't want to give anything away. If you're looking to unwind and have a laugh after a long day or over the weekend, that movie's a great way to do it. I highly recommend it. Now, on that note, put in the comments, what are some of your favorite movies or binge-worthy TV that you use to unwind after a long day at the office. I'd love to hear some suggestions. Anyways, coming back to the topic of your paralegal job. In the same spirit of trying to lose something in 10 days, I'm going to be covering steps not to do, obviously, if you want to keep your job, that is. As someone who's managed other paralegals making sure to not have days like these, it's crucial, especially in those first 10 days. All right, so let's dive in. Day one show up late. It's your first day at your new paralegal position at the law firm you've always dreamed of working at. You set your alarm 30 minutes early because you're excited to start your dream job. Yay! Being the thorough paralegal that you are, you've already Google mapped the route and you know it's a 30-minute drive to the new office. Then, 15 minutes into your drive, traffic comes to a dead stop and it doesn't move. I lived in Atlanta for 20 years. I can tell you that happened on a regular basis. (laughs) When it does move, it's at a snail's pace. You're now five minutes from your start time at the office, but you're not at the office. Google Maps is telling you you're another 15 minutes away. And they were right. What they failed to tell you, Google that is, is that the parking deck was going to be really full at that time of the day, and you're going to have to circle up eight stories of the parking deck before you find a spot. By the time you navigate all that and finally get to the reception desk, you know, the receptionist is calling the manager to let her know that you're there. And you're more than 20 minutes late. I'll be honest here. From a management point of view, 
being late isn't a deal breaker. Things happen, you know, they're out of our control. It doesn't bode well for your first day, of course, but, you know, this is your first day on the job and you want to really make sure that you're there ahead of time. One of the things that you could do if you were stuck in traffic like that, call them, let them know. All right, day two, leave early. Now, leaving early is not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing if it's your second day on the job. Now, if you have a doctor's appointment or some annual checkup or a dental cleaning, any of those things scheduled in that first month on the job, when you accept that new job start date, call those appointments and reschedule them. At least get them out into your second month on the job, not your first week on the job. Or if it's something that absolutely cannot be rescheduled, make sure that the person that hired you or your supervisor that you're reporting to, make sure they know that well in advance of you ever starting that position. Day three, take a bunch of personal calls and be on the phone with those personal calls when the attorney walks into your office. In fact, do it several times throughout the day. Now, there's nothing wrong with taking a personal call at work. But when you're on a personal call every single time your attorney walks into your office, it doesn't look good. And let's face it, optics are important when you're in a new job. Oh, but wait, we're intentionally trying to lose our job in 10 days. So on day four, let's take a long lunch. Now, you didn't do this intentionally, of course. You meant to be back on time, but that restaurant was really busy and they didn't even see you for 30 minutes. I know, unbelievable that they would do that and cause you to be late coming back from lunch. But you did have another option. Knowing you were on a wait list at a busy restaurant, instead you could walk out, go grab a deli sandwich next door, and head back to the office. One thing about being a paralegal is that it has a lot to do with making good judgment calls. Which brings me to day five. It's Friday, yay! Let's get a little too tipsy at the firm happy hour. Not many firms still do that. They don't have happy hours a lot. I remember we used to have one once a month. I mean, this was back in the 90s. Everything was different back in the 90s, right? But we had one once a month and they were really good for morale and team building and to get to know attorneys on a more personal note. The problem was they're not good if you had to watch that one person who went a little too far. So if your firm does have the occasional happy hour, have one drink or do what I would typically do. Instead of a whole glass of wine, have a third or a half a glass and fill the rest with sparkling water. It's a great spritzer and it's refreshing. Okay, but back to day five. It's your first week on the job. It's Friday and you get too tipsy at the firm's happy hour. Let's chalk up this first week as a disaster, but we're still employed. Week two, day six, I guess it would be. It's Monday call in sick. You have a killer headache and you're exhausted from being up half the night trying to relieve that headache. They gave you a ton of PTO time, so why not use it? Yes, you are entitled to use your PTO time, but is it the best judgment call to use it on day six after the week that you had last week? You could take some Advil and push through the tiredness and show up at work because after the bad judgment call of getting too tipsy at the firm's happy hour on Friday, your boss now thinks that your Monday morning call-in is because you just wanted a three-day weekend. Or maybe you're nursing a hangover. All right, on day seven, make sure that your boss is clear that that task that they want you to do, it's not in your job description. 
Your attorney knocks on your door and explains that the legal assistant is out sick today and he needs you to urgently get some things out the door for him. Can you help? No, they're administrative. That's administrative work. So you pull out your job description that they gave you on your first day and you tell your attorney to give you a sec while you scan through that list of job duties to see if what he's just asked you to do is on that list. Here's what I mean by this one. No one wants to work with other people who are not team players. They want to know when something unexpected comes up, you're going to be willing to chip in and help. In fact, it reminds me of one of the things that Kim Bookout talked about when I interviewed her for an earlier episode. I can't remember the episode number, but it was just a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. It was titled Career Mobility. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. In it, she gave some great advice about building relationships with others and helping those out, helping others out. All right, day eight, join the gossip group, or I should say, join the negative Nelly club. Yeah, it takes a little while for management and the attorneys to know that you're a member in good standing in the gossip group, but they will eventually figure it out and probably a lot quicker than you'd expect. Oh, but wait, you're trying to get yourself fired in 10 days. So you're going to have to step things up a notch. On day nine, complain about your boss on social media. I mean, I think if you really want to get fired, you should probably do this on day one or day two. That would seal the deal. I did a podcast episode about this. It was episode 36. I remember the number on that one because I got a lot of comments and feedback on it. It was titled, Don't Let Social Media Cost You a Job. If you're a member of a private Facebook group, a paralegal private Facebook group, you should really listen to that episode. I'll link it in the show notes. All right, so you complained about your boss on social media. It's day 10. You walk in and you've still got a job. Obviously, you're working for a very laid-back firm that let you get away with all this in the first two weeks. But when you get to the office, before you have enough time to even get your coffee, You open up your email and there's an email from your manager and all it says is, please come to my office when you arrive this morning. Uh Uh-oh, you look at your clock and you're 20 minutes late again. You walk into their office and take a seat thinking you're going to be reprimanded for showing up late twice in two weeks. But when you look down at your desk, you see a familiar document. It's your resume. All right, the cat's out of the bag. So it turns out that after all the mishaps that directly or indirectly, have happened over the past 10 days, the manager decided to review your resume for any discrepancies. What's going on here? Did I make the wrong hiring decision? After checking your background a little bit more thorough, they realized you lied on your resume. Look, honestly, from the point of view of a previous paralegal manager, this is a situation that you never, ever want to put yourself in. While it might be tempting to slightly embellish parts of your resume to make yourself sound better, trust me, people that have been in the paralegal profession long enough, they can see kind of right through the resume the moment you start working. When you're working on a file or you're working on different things, they can tell. Like you can't hide your level of experience. Or you can. You can hide it. You know, usually what I see, and this is why a lot of times in the hiring process, A manager will look at someone who's been job hopping once a year, like they've never been at a place more than a year and a half or two years. As a manager, that's a signal. It's because it takes usually about that long and they lose their job. 
So usually it doesn't happen in 10 days like this episode, but it definitely happens by the one year mark, one, one and a half years. And so, well, I hope you enjoyed this fun little spin that I put on this rom-com movie and and if nothing else, that the actual strategy is avoid doing these 10 things, particularly when you first start a new paralegal job. Some of them I'd say avoid entirely if you can. All right, I'll see you the next week, same time, same place. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.